it, 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 it's if it's even 95%, it's going to be exciting what, what Florida State can do on, on offense. Because to be honest, Jordan Travis is not going away. No. He's not. He's got to roll in the offense. Long, he had a taste of it. Mm-hmm. You ever had a Popeye's chicken sandwich? <laughs> no. Yeah. You, you, matter of fact, better analogy. You ever seen the back of a Lay's, like an original Lay's bag of chips? You ever seen the back of the slogan says, just can't eat one? Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not going to let the opportunity of just starting just one season go away. No, I need more of that. Like I, I, I feel like I've had, I got some juice now. I got a season under my belt. I just can't have one. I'm not going to let Buddy come in and transfer and take it. That's why it's going to be so exciting. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Just Did you can't. just re- come here? Need it all. Yo, that shit was funny. <laughs> you know what you eating you you W's over there? The kids eat W's. not eating W's. Cleveland <laughs> is. <laughs> it ain't funny anymore. Joke's not funny. You're not funny anymore. Cleveland eating W's. Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dogs. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E-Dub in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear. Go Nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, Nose fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder, Jr., What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? Carlos, I need to talk to you about those basketball tickets. Screw you. Never, guys. You never respond. Hey. I'm trying to give yeah, you and your family tickets to a game. <laughs> this came it up, buddy. Here we go. We're live. And man doesn't even respond to my text. I'm like, yo, do you and your family want to go to the game next Saturday? He's, he just doesn't respond. I was, little, I was a little hurt. Can I be honest? <laughs> you get to go That's to it. a better – you get to go see Clemson. You guys want a better team. Dustin. Maybe I want to go on a mandate. Do I get a mandate, my boys? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. All right. What's up, everyone? I hope everyone's enjoying What's the first time? little bit of this show real quick. We are live. Are we live? Yeah, we're live. live. <laughs> We've been live for about 30 seconds. Appreciate you didn't say you. that. I said I mandate on live. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is Spear presented to you by Noel Game Day. I'm Logan Robinson here uh, with me this evening. Austin Vizi, our lead basketball writer. We've got a lot of basketball to talk about tonight. Dustin Lewis, our lead writer and editor. Nate Greer, our lead recruiting insider. And then down at the bottom, 2013 national champion. CFL guy now. Coming up soon a little bit. Carlos Wims. He's tra- he says he's training. He says he's training. I don't know if that's happening. Why are you always – Test me, dog. I think we are gonna have to do the race. Like you're a I show think, me kind of person. You're a really show me kind. You're a show me kind of person. I'm gonna show you. My first carry might be to the crib just for yeah, you. I my saw guy. your Instagram uh, story today. You said that's what. It's when you get be. to the end zone, just hold up some L's. So we like for game day. <laughs> no, what? No, 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 no. I'm gonna have a nose game day T-shirt underneath my my jersey. You gotta I'm pull the hat out. Jersey up. I'm dead serious. <laughs> are you think, on, I'm, you think I'm joking? You think I'm joking? I I promise you guys. My first touchdown, I score. I'm going to wear a shirt underneath my jersey. It has no game day on it until okay. I score a touchdown. And when I score, I'm going to lift it up. It's going to be right there on camera. Now, TSN now Network, y'all tune in. 
now we're talking now do we need to sponsor this like do i gotta pay for that to happen or what's going on no like, man this is a friendly this, deal this, friendly deal talking? this is us what are you talking this about is this, this is here this year baby where this are we getting the us. shirt from i mean I yeah, the shirt. well i mean <laughs> dry fit dry fit i make i i might have my own line so i think i can produce a shirt for us <laughs> well you, you say one touch i think i mean you're gonna be showing it to the tv a lot i think it three or four times in that one night so that's a, that's a lot of publicity well, I mean, for once NG. you touch the end zone it's hard not to want to touch it again so i mean right. that, that that is very possible absolutely right well we are here uh there's a lot to talk about on the dock tonight uh whew, man that was a that was a great episode last time i've been looking forward to uh tonight to get on here back with the guys there's a lot of transfer stuff to talk about um dustin and i uh went on went on a date uh, that's going to be a great we did discussion. <laughs> yeah, Dustin invited me on to a basketball game last night. And, and I never will again because you're just an asshole. Uh, D- oh, Dustin, stop talking. Uh, Mackenzie Melton, we're going to talk a little bit there. We got some updates on him. And Nate's heard a few things here and there. Nugget Central on that. Workout started, too, for Florida State football. Uh, we got a few basketball games to preview. We're going to talk – about the NFL playoffs starting next With season the Steelers. for the Steelers. No, we're yeah. not going to talk about the Steelers. Oh, we're talking tonight. about the Steelers. Uh, but anyway, I think that's all of it. That's we're what's going, going on to. on the dock. No, that's we're what's going on the Steelers. dock. We're talking There's literally a Steelers thing on the dock. I don't know if anyone wants to read that out. Doesn't uh, matter. We're talking about them. <laughs> you going to read that out, Logan? Uh, Can we want to kick it off with Steelers them? Steelers. Or... <laughs> if, if you want to kick them off, yeah, we'll go to what, what the chronological order. It, it was uh, a very poor, it was a very poor display of football. I mean, that's I think that's all that was. Cleveland was more prepared. In the discussion, without a head uh, coach, uh, <laughs> yeah, and without a d- defensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> Real funny, huh? Uh, anyways, on to the next game. <laughs> now, I mean, y'all should have seen me when that when when, when Pouncey. I swear. You know, he's a gator. I know I, I've loved him throughout his career, but when he, when he, I mean, he really threw the football over Big Ben, who's six five six six. I mean, how do you do that, you idiot? And then, of course, they scored a touchdown. I guarantee you, I took, I grabbed that bottle of a uh, Bacardi out of my car. I had, I had enough beer, but I went and that's when I grabbed the Bacardi. I mean, that, that was just stupid. I'm going to start getting mad now, so I, sh- I need to stop it. That, well, hey, that's that was, why he retired. Then, Don't worry. And, and then you, you know, my dumbass thought, you know, through it, and you know, we're scoring. We're like, oh wait a second, what's 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 going on here? I start making stupid tweets. I'm like, oh wait, hold up now. You know, my drunkenness starts coming to me. Like, oh my god, I think I think the Steelers might come back here, and the Browns might pull the Browns here, and I'm about to start tweeting people nonstop because you should have seen my phone that whole night. It was getting <laughs> obliterated. We're talking obliterated text by Nate messages from y'all. The Discord. I mean, my phone was dead. I got off of it. But I thought we were gonna like come back there, you know, my my stupid brain. And then we we just there's you know, we had our last little strike to the net. You thought you were over. gonna y'all thought y'all were gonna come back. I'm a, I'm a dumbass. And plus I drank, so I blame it on the alcohol more than you had Tony ain't nothing in the first right. quarter. You you guys weren't one dimensional offense, you were no dimensions on offense. You had wow. no number one receiver, no number hey, two, no tight end, he got, no he run got game. Tonight. He got canned today, so I had a celebratory uh day today. This I mean, has been a day. Randy's not a listen, okay. I was in. I was there in Pittsburgh with Randy. Randy's not a bad coach. Randy is not a bad. No, he's not a bad player. coach. Randy's stubborn. Yeah, no shit. And you know what's funny is because Coach Ben was Coach Ben. That's practically what he was. But Big Ben was calling most of these plays to stay in games this season. So I think it was time for them to kind of. I don't think they were on the same page. And that's something that, that 
Big Ben has always had with offensive coordinators. He's not on the same page a lot of times, but I really do think uh, Big Ben, that, I don't know if that's his last game or not, but if it is, that really sucks on the way of going out, losing to the Browns at home when they don't even have their friggin' head coach there. So A week ago, you, call, you called him the GOAT. I mean, he is still the goatest of the goats, so I'm on to 2021. He's coming back with a vengeance, so. And four picks. He's coming back with the Phillip Rivers noodle arm. Yeah. That was a duck he threw. He didn't reach the Is it the, fi- the 50-yard line threw it to the five? I, knew, I was like, and when he threw it, I was like, oh, he finna launch it. He got a good step. I was like, whoa, when it came out. I was like, he got to retire right now. And he watches this on film. He's like, baby. I think it's game over for them. He got, he, he's he's going to have to wrap it up. Let's jump, into, let's jump into some transfer stuff here before everybody's like, wait, this is just an NFL podcast. Well, we're going to get to the NFL playoffs here in the segment in a little bit, but I, I know everybody had to get on to me about the Steelers. I take it. I, I was screwed up. It sucks. Uh, South Carolina transfer safety, uh, arguably the top safety in the transfer portal. Jamie Robinson, I promise you, he's not related to me. I promise you. Uh, but he transferred uh, and announced it on Sunday. He picks Florida State. This was talked about a lot for, what, about a week now, Nate and Dessa? This has been a, a good while of whenever he visited Tallahassee, it was like almost set and done for most yeah. fans, they were thinking. But Florida State loads up in, in a department where they probably would like to grab some depth, and he's most certainly going to get playing time this season. Man, he really is going to do a lot. <laughs> Are you looking for an opinion, or I mean, I just thought I'd, I thought I just like <laughs> okay, I thought I just at least something. Okay, I so know, I mean, like that, you kind of got to leave more number seven like, at South Carolina. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I like I like I like to pick up a SEC DB. You're gonna see he sees a lot of speed, a lot of different offenses. I mean, with being on the east side. Florida's offense has changed over the years, and he's been there. So he's seen something different than what they're usually seeing, which running the football down people's throat. They've thrown the ball a lot more recently. So he's seen the ball in the air. And coming to the ACC, people are now throwing the ball a lot more. There's going to be a lot more spread offenses, which, you know, that brings experience and depth to the DB section, which we're going to need. A lot of DBs left the season hurt or they're leaving now. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a good pickup. I haven't seen a lot of film, but I do see his size. And then, like I said before, being South Carolina's DBs are known for being what? Hitters and being nasty and coming with a different attitude. So hopefully he brings the attitude into the locker room. I mean, I'm just looking forward to it. We'll let to see what the workouts, what spring does. And then, I mean, I'm, if, you're, if you're a Florida State fan and not excited about the transfer portal and what we've been able to do, and um, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just excited for it. I'm excited to see what these kids are going to do coming up in the spring. Uh, for me, you know, here's a guy who, like I, I kind of compared him to Terrence Brooks last week. Uh, you know, he, he, he can play some corner in the sub package, but he's definitely going to be a safety. And uh, I would not be surprised if he's starting Florida State. Um, uh, he's a good player. Um, you know, like, like, like Lil said, Carolina DB is a coach well. Um, so he's going to come in, and it's quite clear that this, this staff was not really happy with that room as a whole. You know, bringing in, you know, Brandon Moore, which we'll talk about here in a minute, but. You know, they they've addressed that that room quite significantly. So you know, I I think it's a good pickup. Clearly needed because you know Florida State was killed with injuries last year, and it's clear they don't have a lot of depth or they don't know yet what they want to do at safety. So I I, I think it's a great take. 
Right yeah, like now, you said, I, I think coming in, Jamie Robinson is probably your starting safety next year. I mean, he was a former SEC all-freshman selection, so there's definitely some talent there. And he was he was even better this season as a sophomore. So I think he'll only continue to grow at, at Florida State. I'm excited to see what he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that uh, safety room right now, you look at Travis J., Renardo Green, Brendan Gann, you throw in Jamie Robinson. So your depth's there most certainly. And I'm interested to see where Florida State's defense is going to use Travis J. this upcoming season. I think he can be utilized in different areas uh, with just the talents that he has. I know Nate and I really like him. I'm not Travis J. I think his ceiling is as high as they want it to be, to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at him and what he's capable of doing, we just seen glimpses of it. I mean, just little pieces of it yeah. uh, on the returns, on just making tackles, the way he hits, the way he makes contact, the way he plays in coverage, and then the one-handed interception. I mean, you see little glimpses of it, but just not enough to be like, it's consistent. And that's mm-hmm. just what we're waiting on. I think with the competition coming into that room, I think he's going to rise to the occasion. We're going to see a different Travis this year. We're going to see a different Travis J this year. I think that's what I, that's what I'm most excited about the competition yeah. coming from the transfer reporter outside coming Absolutely. in, not just, not, not just recruiting. Cause these guys are wanted from different schools. That mean they proven themselves players, just not happy where they are. Like yeah. I'm coming to come play, not come watch. I'm coming to contribute now. So I think that's what I'm really excited about is that competition that's coming into that, uh, into Florida state. Yeah, and one thing we talked about on, the Unconquered Talk the Twitter feed is that, you know, if not for nothing, these guys at, at worst are going to be locker room, going to be guys that can, you know, lift the floor of that position and their experience, you know, they weren't necessarily scrubs coming from the, the, the program where they played before. They, they were all contributors and positions of, of all conference teams, you know, mm-hmm. freshmen, all-American teams. So, so these guys aren't slouches. So, you know, I think Lois makes a good point, um, you know, that we always heard Jimbo talk about sh- iron sharpens iron. So it, it, it's, it, it's going to make that room compete even more. So uh, a, 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 as a Florida State fan, you have to be excited. Another guy that comes from South Carolina, too. A pair of these guys, Keir Thomas, um, defensive end. Norvell actually spoke on this. Keir Thomas committed the day before his former teammate, Jimmy Robinson did. And this is going to build that defensive end room. That is very, very, very much needed. As we know earlier, we've talked about Jermaine Johnson who transferred from Georgia, a stud who's going to be starting against Notre Dame right off the bat. you got to still keep, keep filling in that void at defensive end. You got to fill the depth. And this is where here Thomas comes in uh, from South Carolina. That's, that's something that we needed. I mean, we've had great – we've known for having great defensive end play. And the last three or four seasons, we've had glimpses of it. Brian Burns in recent mm-hmm. years, he was an animal from the time he stepped on the field to the time he came off. And before that, Mario Edwards. I mean, Chris Castle was a key contributor when we won the national championship that season. I mean, he played a lot of quarters that year. We just haven't had even that type of play at defensive end in a while. I mean – 13 and 11 played decent football this year. Was it consistent enough to, to our level of what we're used to seeing? No. But hopefully this guy comes in um, 
proven he can play. Like I said before, these guys aren't slouches. Just like Nate said, they're just not happy where they are. They're coming in to be contributors. Um, just like it's going to boost the DB room, it's going to boost that defensive end room, that defensive front. And that's something that we didn't have last year. I spoke on Marvin a lot last year being that leader up front, and we didn't even have him for most of the year. So hopefully these guys come in with something to prove that I'm transferring. I wasn't happy where I am. I'm going to be happy here. I chose to come here, and I want to contribute right away, and that creates the competition. I mean, it could – I hope it doesn't manifest differently, and, and, and that could. I hope it manifests in a way that, you know what, this guy came in from another school. He wants to work that way. I want to work that way. Let's work that way. And it, it comes out on the football field. Mm-hmm. I, I like the fact he can slide inside, yeah, and, 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 and rush from rush from, you know, the three, three. technique. You know, I, I really, really like that, um, and, and you know th- that just brings another, you know, piece to the puzzle that that Florida State needs. You know, they they need that versatility. I think they have some good pieces inside coming back, but you know, one thing that you know Marvin did well the year before and dirt into the year before was that they got to the quarterback from inside and, and, you know, Florida State wasn't able to do anything last year. So you know, bringing in Johnson, bringing in, you know, Kier Thomas, uh, again, you know, much needed. Yeah. And Thomas, Thomas is a veteran with a ton of sec experience and he's been productive. He has 19.5 tackles for loss and 8.5 sacks in his career. And according to sports reference, he's played in 44 career games. So mm-hmm. this is a guy that brings in a load of experience and he can help out the younger guys and offer advice, things like that. And also a point to bring up is this is the second pair of SEC transfers that Florida State has landed from the same school in the last two years. Last year, they got Fabian Lovett and Darian Jones from Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. And that, mean, that means um, since Mike Norvell has arrived, Florida State has now landed seven players from SEC schools. A transferred in, and, that, and that, that tells us that Norvell is capable of recruiting SEC talent off the bat, and that he really values SEC experience. Yes, he does. He smart does. idea. Seems like he a does. smart idea. He does. He does. And 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 it, it ain't over yet. Here we go. Auburn running back DJ yeah. Williams. This is a really fun one, one to talk about. We need to talk I love about this, this one. one. Yeah, Los. We need to talk about this one. DJ Williams commits to Florida State. This also happened on Saturday. This was a very very busy damn weekend. And once again, you're coming from the SEC, but you you lose Ladamian Webb. He's off gone again. You bring in a DJ Williams who could arguably you could say is a little bit of an upgrade. They kind of still have they have that same kind of knack and. Um, down ability, he's a bigger version of Webb. Yeah, he's just a guy that likes um, Let's watch him play for a four say upgrade. All right, yeah. Webb, well, Damian Webb was pretty damn good for four. No, he was, he he was, was. Uh, let's not forget no, about that. That's no hit on it. I'm just going over what was the conversation though on Twitter. I mean, that was what it was. All the fans were, which that's Florida State Twitter for you, but that's what um, I'm saying. Of course, the fans are going to say that the player but, coming in is an upgrade for the player going but, out. But, but when you watch him as a freshman, you can kind of see it though. You know, you, you, yeah. you can you can see the similarities uh, uh, on the running style and you can see the intrigue uh, uh, of what this kid brings in. You know, you know, he, he was a late riser as a senior and Auburn was able to, to get him in. And, you know, he played really well as a as a freshman, you know, this year, you know. Played in like he just and, got caught up in the rotation, yep, they had a deep yep. rotation. You know, he had a huge game against. National champion LSU as a freshman, you know, 130 yards on like 13 mm. carries. So he, you know, he was dominant against, uh, you know, the 
the national. I saw the, I saw some of the runs. I mean, yeah, he looks I mean, good. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if you saw that. I, I know Lois, you were saying you wanted to watch him, and you know I sent you that that video in our, mm-hmm. our text thread. I don't know if you watched yes, it or not. I watched him. What, what I do you think? Him. I think he he he's coming to Florida State to finish. Yeah. He's very un, he's he he's he. He's not ultimately he's not extra raw, but he runs very young and wild at times. Mm-hmm. Like when I very when I first start playing running back at like my, my against Idaho, Coker mm-hmm. we ran a trap and I ran the wrong way because I knew the play, but I just was moving too fast. At times when you watch him run the ball, he goes he runs lateral, not real north and south. He runs like when he makes contact, his pads are real high, but he's big enough and strong enough to run through a lot of trash. You get what I'm saying? He's still mm. learning, like, the craft of playing running back in college. Not saying he wasn't a great running back in high school. Not saying he wasn't recruited to be a running back. But he's still learning the craft of playing running back. And I think with the competition mm. he has in the back in the backfield now and with, I mean, with the offense that Norville runs, he's going to be able to do a lot of different things. He's going to be very, very multiple. He's going to have a chance to blossom. More than being an SEC in Auburn where you're going to pound the ball downhill, 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 play fake deep ball where you're going to be running the ball 30 times a game and beating your shoulders down. And, I mean, look what happened to a lot of SEC backs. They're broken down because they run the ball 40, 50 times a game. Well, Norvell has a multiple offense. He's going to be able to catch the ball, run screens, get outside the box, and show that he's more than just a, a run the ball downhill back. He's going to come here to blossom. Um, I like the way he runs aggressive, but he's going to come – he's going to have to learn to lower his pads, be able to use better vision and run more north and south. I mean, he has great feet. Great agility. I mean, he had quickness, but he will run you over if you're in the way. But the way he's going, he's not going to be able to take too many hits and stuff like that. Not too much longer if he's going to not run the way he is. Mm-hmm. You, you can definitely see why he was a late bloomer. Yes. You know, he's still, I think, mature in the game of football. He's still but, raw. You know, it's very enticing to see what, you know, he can do, you know, for, for a guy in Norvell who, you know, you know, we're all Florida State fans, and we're going to say it, but I think for anyone that follows college football and what's happening in the, in the NFL, you know, he produces running backs, and, and his mm-hmm. offense is very running back friendly. So, yeah. you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what this guy can do, and he's got three years left. You know, this isn't a one and done. This is a guy who's got three years left mm-hmm. to play. He's here to blossom. That's the He's, perk, here, he's yeah. here to blossom. And I want to see how Kenny Dillingham and, you know, Norvell, they, they want to run the ball. That's what they want to do. That's under his system. And I'm wondering how they're going to use him. They can use him for blocking packages, but also use him for, boom, right down the middle of the field, run your ass over, second field, boom. And he has, he has a little speed on him, too, that he can use. So I think it's great, but certainly uh, depth. I don't think he comes in as your starter. Uh, I think Florida State has their two guys that, have shown us enough, but dude, add on another guy, a three-headed monster. Um, and then you get another guy like Toa Philly, who's had a second year. You got Corbin, who I think has enough experience to be the starting guy against Notre Dame, who's who's finished off, finished off his season very solid. Um, it's an exciting group, uh, uh, the backfield there. Uh, uh, you I, see, go ahead. I think they needed to bring one more person in. Oh, you know, yeah. there, was a, there was some debate, but you know, you, you can't go into next year with, uh, you know, Corbin, Toy Philly, and then, you know, Sheffield and, and, and Ward, and mm-hmm. then going in Douglas and, and possibly Corey Wren. So, you know, I think they needed to land someone else. Yeah, it's a funny – it's a fun backfield, I will say, because I always keep on thinking about Corey Wren, but, you know, we didn't see him mm-hmm. at all last season. But 
he's still going to be in the mix, guys. And, and, and this backfield is going to be really fun to cover uh, once spring camp starts and start hearing a few things. Uh, it's it's got, there's a lot of tools that Norvell is going to be able to use back this there. This spring is going to be big. The Garden the, the Garden of Gold game is going to be something to really watch for Florida State fans this mm-hmm. year because a lot of transfers are coming in. A lot of transfers are coming in with something to prove and expecting to play and are going to play. And we're going to see what the guys that are here that chose to stay here and not transfer out, if they're going to buck up to the challenge and 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 prove that they deserve to be on the field. I mean, that it's not going to be handed to them because a guy graduated or a guy transferred out your position. And, and I think another, that's why these guys are transferring in because it's not no, it's not going to be handed to them. I think Norvell is telling these guys that, hey, the division's not going to be handed to you, but you can come in with your experience, you can come compete, and it's going to be wide open, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's why guys are attracted to coming to Florida State right now and transferring in here because it's going to be open and have an opportunity to not again just improve himself again, but ability to play, get it more experience, and get themselves drafted. We're still Florida State. Don't get me wrong; like we're still Florida State. We get people in the NFL, so that's that's not the window. So it's still a selling point. So, I mean, are the guys here going to buckle down and rise to the challenge or are the guys that are transferring going to come in and dominate? Either either way, I'm fine with it. I just yeah, want to like, see more production in the football field. Like you said about spring practice and the spring game, it was huge for Florida State to get all eight of the players that have transferred in so far enrolled for this spring semester so that they can go, go through the off-season conditioning, they can go through the spring practices leading all the way up to the summer and things like yep. that. So they're going to get all this work in the system and you know that could all be the reps all the reps maybe a transfer they land in the summer if they do get someone else up next ucf another ucf transfer uh former mckenzie milton uh teammate brandon moore commits uh to the Knolls. this happened on monday most recently and uh, a lot of people are kind of questioning the move here do you need another db what's going on here but to me it, cra- it raises a question to like you guys do you think that uh the staff right now doesn't feel so great about their db room or what they had before they came you feel like they want to show it by the moves hey, hey okay nate who yeah. all that who what dbs are not long no longer on the team who do we lose woody lars would be transferred fagan cyrus fagan cyrus fagan left that's it really but uh, nazar has gone yep you know, so, Sante is gone. I'm missing one more. Miss, uh, Sante is gone. Who are we missing? Honestly, Bolden, Bolden, Bolden right? With, with, with the other, uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's been gone with the other DBs uh, coming in. I mean, Travis, Travis J is what is a is a weapon X. Mm-hmm. Are we are we thinking a, a position change? Are you thinking a movement by by anybody? Could it be yeah. possible? I, I was about to say, Carlos. You know, there's there's some talk about. A, a defensive back right now moving to wide receiver. My idea um, would be Travis J because that's that's he's nah, a freak of nature. Nah, it, yeah, it's, apparently it's uh um there's some talk that Jerry and Jones is going to move to wide receiver. Oh, a little mm. a live nugget here. That's some, that that is. Has he had any? Did he play receiver in high school? I, I don't know. You know. You know <laughs> That, like, oh, watch my let me school, do some Jerry tape. and Jones yeah, match preps real quick. Yeah, yeah, if you watch yeah, my high school yeah. tape, I played running back. Like, I played tailback yeah. in, a, in a split back beer. So, it's, yeah, it, was, that, it was like Jimbo probably was like, yeah, moving the running back. But so that, that, that's some, I guess, some little. Um, okay, here we go. That they're, they're bringing in Brandon Moore. I got some numbers for you guys. 
Jerrion Jones, high school senior stats, 2018-2019, 54 catches, 1,131 yards. That's a 20.9 yards average per reception, 18 Sounds touchdowns. Good. Oh, yeah, give it to him. 18 Move. touchdowns. Move him. It worked for, for me. Jones? Move him. For Jerrion Jones. It worked for me. Move him. Mm-hmm. And make sure he get the ball. He had 26 total uh, receiving touchdowns his last year. Get him in the end zone now. Okay. And, and, you know, I I know a lot of people were kind of, you know, tough on him, but he was hurt last year. He played hurt. Mm -hmm. True. You know, know, a lot of these guys. Travis J was hurt last year. Travis J, yeah. No. Dotson. Dotson. Dotson out. So I I I like that kid. So Brandon Moore was a guy who was getting a third round draft grade. So you know he's not he's not a slouch before his injury. Yeah, he's coming off a, a knee injury, but you know, you know this isn't you know twenty years ago. You know guys can rebound. You know we'll, we'll see. You know it's to be determined how he how he can come back. But for a guy to get a third third round third round draft grade, uh, it, it's worth the gamble. Yeah, I mean he's pretty much the the defensive. The defensive guy of like of Milton's situation. They're both come from UCF. They're both coming off injuries, and they both need to prove that they've recovered from that injury and are, you know, making that comeback. And we'll get. To but Milton. they both know how to win. Yeah, he's and a high character. I mean, yeah, too. that too. If you can't play right away, cool. If you can't, you got to rehab some more. Cool. But bring <laughs> that winning attitude to my. Be. Mm-hmm. I want you to be a positive cancer. To my locker yep. room. You come on and be cancerous to me, my guy. Come on yep. in there and spread it around. Because we don't have that. Nope. We don't have it. We don't have we don't have a positive guy from coming there no matter what's going on, no matter how the situation mm-hmm. looks. We never had a face of the program that when you seen in an interview, they were like, you know what, we that they take responsibility or that we're gonna do this more or we're gonna work harder. It was almost in every interview you seen, there was no answers. It was like, well, we kind of clueless on it. Like, we don't know like beforehand. Mm-hmm. There's starting to get more accountability. Yeah, we need more of that, and now we need more of a winning attitude. Now we need some winners that know how to bend. Hey, this is what we did back at the school. I don't know how y'all do it here, but this is what we kind of did. Let's mold it together. Let's bring something, a winning tradition, bring it shit back because it's not yeah. there right now. They want a lot too. You know, let's, yes. You know, as Florida State fans, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to give any props to UCF, but they want a lot. So, you know, I, I, I'm I'm down. You know, th- yeah. here's. Four more transfers that add, add a lot of value to this team. Uh, let's talk about a new commitment. This is a 2022 guy. This one I was really, really excited for. Um, I felt like this day was the best one. And, and over the weekend, 2022 four-star wide receiver Quincy McAdoo commits to Florida State during his tournament over there. I believe it was in the AT&T Stadium. He was having some kind of tournament there. Uh, he had a nice little catch, too. Over two DBs, high point the ball, looked nice. Number one prospect in Arkansas. He, he selects Florida State. He says he committed because of the relationships that he had. His family really liked the staff and Mike Norvell, uh, Dugans, and um, the, the whole staff as a whole. And he, it was all about relationships, and that's a good sign uh, moving forward for a lot of these cats. Yeah, I mean, Florida State offered him over a year ago. So uh, it, it's a guy that they – have identified a while and have stayed on uh, consistently. Uh, and, you know, Chad plays running back. He plays receiver. He plays defensive back. He plays on the return. And he's a football player, first and foremost. So, you know, he, you know, if, if you have time, watch some of his highlights, man. He's really, 
physical as a defensive back. So, you know, that trans- translates to him as a wide receiver. So, you know, he's 6'3", and he's still a little skinny, but, you know, he he knows how to use his body. And he's athletic as all get out. He can jump, like you said, Logan. The video is nice of him going to high point the ball. Um, you know, he, he can make you miss. You know, he he kind of reminds me a little bit of Mario Terry coming out. Um, and, and, you know, that Monte Coxie that, you know, was, was successful under Norvell at Memphis. So kind of in that same mold, you know, he, he can run, he's a long strider, but he's also fast and short space. So I think, you know, people may get upset. He's not from Florida, but you know, this kid, this kid's a baller. Go cut the tape on and watch him. You know, he plays everywhere. Yeah. And he's got great ball skills, great athleticism. I mean, some of those catches, he really gets up there, high points of football over defensive backs. So, yep, very a very good get early in the cycle for Florida State. Arkansas fans are butt hurt. Over Hell yeah, they, they were not. They <laughs> were hurt season. <laughs> a grown man, people that's listening, a grown man should never attack a child over the school he chooses. <laughs> that between him, his family, and God, y'all need mm-hmm. to stop that. This man literally verbally attacked the child, and I verbally attacked him. And I hope you're listening to it. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should go sit in the corner and pout. You are sad. You're a grown man. And you yelled at a child for picking a school that wasn't your home state school. That is sad, my man. And the Florida State's been ahead for a while. Yes. You know, the Florida State's been, you know, the program for him for, you know, I did an update with him for for the website for no game day for like maybe a like month over or two the ago. Summer. Yeah, yeah, over yeah, the it, summer yeah. and recently. And, and, you know, he been Florida State, you know, Florida State, Florida State. So doesn't surprise me that he went ahead and, uh, you know, made it official. And, and I, don't, I don't think this is a kid that is going to waver. You know, he he's, he's bought in. Got another transfer leaving uh, Florida State. He's out of here. Red you got to read freshman. the top. You got to read the top sentence of the entire segment. So it makes sense now. Thank you. Transfer portal giveth. Transfer portal. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I put that there uh, for a reason. Trans- you wanted me to read that? Yeah. Transfer portal giveth. Transfer portal taketh. So here we go. Red shirt, freshman linebacker, Kevon Glenn. Nate, you broke this over here. Inside the Discord for our Patreon members on Monday. It becomes official on uh, yesterday, but he has entered the transfer portal and this isn't like a crazy shock to me. I, I feel like this is mm-hmm. one of possible, maybe more, but this isn't a crazy shock, but you know, you lose, uh, lose a guy. And, and I think we've talked about him before in this podcast, you know, for, for someone that could not get on the field at a position that Florida State struggled mightily at this past year, it just kind of tells you, um, you know, how the coaches see him and how he fits in this, this program moving forward. So, you know, good luck to him. You know, you know he, he's in no part was a bad seed or a bad apple. It's just it's about playing time. What was so that like? He only had five tackles. Okay, no um, love loss. I hope I no, hope no, no love loss. You know, I hope he go plays. Good luck to you. Good yeah, luck to you. Most certainly, yeah, mo- most certainly. Best of luck. There was a lot of uh, talk about him. I just don't wish Willie Warren Thompson good luck though. <laughs> I, I don't wish Ward Thompson good luck. So Nate, see Nate, Arbor. see Nate, Nate, Nate. Don't be do- Nate. 
He just has the disease. He can't catch the football. Yeah, he just got this. <laughs> hey, give him a jet sweep. Make move him to DB. Let him go play safety. He just can't catch the football. He's like so, he could be like Ehrman was, you know, Ehrman Lane. You know, he should have been a safety coming in. I mean, Ehrman was a good receiver. He was a great blocking receiver. Ehrman was a good receiver. Did you not see the game look against Louisville? Ermer was a good receiver. Right now, talking about Warren Thompson, my right eye is pushing. You know what happened? had to compete with Bobo and Kermit and Tra- and Travis. Was he better than them? Was he better than them? No. He wasn't faster than any one of them. I think what hurt Ermer coming out, he should have never been returner. He wasn't a returner. He should have never been the number two wide receiver. What country. I'm saying is, though, he wasn't, he wasn't a returner. So, I mean, the opportunity for wow. him to even show a glimpse of let me get on the field more than just playing receiver wasn't really prevalent. But he played a lot in 2014, though. So, <laughs> why can't you wait to our mic? new segment later tonight, guys. <laughs> why are you muting your mic, Los? <laughs> Don't let you guys tee off on each other. <laughs> my, my, my baby girl just ran in the front room and said, Daddy, I, I, I have to go pee. She's well. probably trying. So she, she's, <laughs> oh. she's taking herself to the bathroom, but she likes to let me know before let she goes. Know. So my, my wife is like, Daddy's on the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Dustin, why are you shaking your head like that? I mean, that's going to be you in probably that's two years at the rate that you're at. <laughs> yeah, she embarrasses daughter. If she ever watches this one day, she's going to be like, why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> you're at the mercy of dad, man. I have no filter. You guys know that stuff. She blocked, she blocked the best part of the show there. I thought Nate and Lois were going to go out their arguments, but it kind of just died. Oh, off. no, not. A, I'm just, I no. mean, Nate, you got it. <laughs> like I said, we'll save it for the new segment. Yeah, down here at the bottom. Let me ask you a question, Nate. <laughs> Coming up. Coming soon. Coming soon. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, – that's like the latest in the interior for State football. I just want to throw this in here. We'll, we'll throw McKenzie in here too. Workouts began, obviously, started on Monday. I was told a lot of guys throwing up, feeling like shit. I mean, it was syllabus week. It was party weekend. I – I, I got to say, I mean, I was out having a good time. It was very busy. A uh, lot of kids out there, you know, a lot of people were in Discord. They saw a few players. They're having a good time. They're having a good time out there, but they felt like dog shit during workouts. No surprise COVID, there. Logan, you're out in the streets during COVID. I got my mask on. You didn't I'm have it on last night at the talk. No, because I was drinking my beer. On the kissing cam. I not oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's not no, stop, stop trying to not mention that. No it'll mask come, on the kiss cam. It'll come in here. It'll come in here. No, that's a, a picture, right, Carlos? That's not the real kiss cam. Sure. And that should be your shirt, Carlos. We can score a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. That should be the shirt. No, it's game day. Yeah. No, <laughs> no game yeah, day. That's with, not with how we're going to advertise no game day. That's not if we're ever going to get a professional like broadcast of a sports team. That is not how I ever imagined that would be. And that's not how we're going to do it. Oh, that would be classic though. Uh, but yeah, uh, McKenzie Milton, uh, they started workouts and everything. Nate, you were hearing a few things from some guys on the interior. Florida State, and they, they, it, enjoy it, it. they love it. I like having it, them around. You know, uh, he, he's been working out individually with a lot of offensive players. Um, and, you know, they're really impressed with his ability to get rid of the ball, throw the ball, everything that Florida State really hasn't had. You know, they're really excited to see what's going to happen, you know, with him moving forward. Um, and, and 
I, I, I think that again, here's a, a proven winner, a guy that you know, I, I, I hope that you know he is at ninety percent or better because I, I want to see him play in the spring, and you know, for him to be out there, he's already meshing with the guys, so it's good to see. Um, you know, for me, early hearing that Akeem Dent was out there and you know was really, you know, here's a guy that was, you know, supposedly. You know, when when we put that 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 guy for being list out, um, at that time was already one foot out the door, but he was, you know, so far he's been in there just pushing and busting his ass. So that's good to see, because at the end of the day, Florida State needs to keep that guy. Um, so you know, former five star prospect. Yep, still, mm-hmm. still don't have many of them left. Nope, still super early. Um, but you know, I, I I think there's some motivation, and, and you know, for yeah yeah these guys were going up, and I kind of expect that. I think yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Los could speak on that more. Is that yeah? I I, I think the coaches, you know, purposefully when I see these guys just get as fucked up as possible, you know, responsibly, you know, so or not. If you wasn't throwing up after workouts, Vic was like you was you like you you yeah. like yep. you wasn't working like you didn't you just you you nope. you half ass through the whole workout like you wasn't going as hard as you could through the entire workout you didn't nope. you didn't do nothing so I mean I like to hear that I really 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 do like to hear that for McKenzie mm-hmm. to be in there and to be working out individually that is setting the tone like you're 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 hey this what I'm about that's how I like to work. And you're giving people not to just see you in a group setting where you just rah 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 around people. Mm-hmm. They get intimate moments, and not like they, you get one on one time with the guy. Yeah, you get to see he's who he really bonds. is. You get to see him man to man. And yeah, yeah he's like well, you're the, a brother. Like, dang, I see what he's about. I know what he stand for. We got this work in, and this is how he works. And now it's not just in a group where you can just be a rah 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 guy in a big group. It's easy when everybody's around. But to see a guy one on one and really work with him and see him and watch his craft get better is different. And in fact, he's taking the time to do that shows that he's been around a winning program. He knows what it takes to be a leader and 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 to to prove that he is a proven leader. I mean, you can come in and transfer and be a leader somewhere else and people not accept it. I mean, this it, it happens everywhere. But they're they they're seeing the body of work he's willing to put in and it's starting to reflect and people are having good good good, good talks about it. So I mean, yeah. I like to see that. And in my and for my opinion, in the spring, put him in a put him in a green jersey. Let him move around. Let mm-hmm. him run around. Let let him see how how much he can move. I don't want I don't want to see no thud. I don't want to see any of that. I want to mm-hmm. let him make it through the summer, and then you ride it out through camp. And but in in camp, I don't touch him. I don't want to see nobody. I don't want to see another quarterback of Florida State ever touched again. In my opinion, I, I think and, after after Chubb getting hurt, if another quarterback gets hurt, I think. It's gonna be mass chaos. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you got to put him in the green. Put him in you the. Know, we saw, put him in the we box, saw the man. riot. We saw the riots at the Capitol. I think it'd be worse in Tallahassee if <laughs> Mackenzie Milne or somebody else were to get hurt. Knock on wood at a, at a spring uh, scrimmage again if a quarterback gets hurt. I mean, you know, <laughs> God forbid, you, you can always have something freaky happen, but you know, you you got to put him in, in, in real world situations without the contact as much as you possibly can. Well, I, I like that he's working out. You know one-on-one with players trying to build that chemistry and also just get to know one another. You know, you're coming, this is, he's got a year on him. It's just not, doesn't have a lot of time, but I think a lot of these players know him from his past and his career at UCF and really respect him. And they want to, they want I mean, they got a guy that knows how to throw the damn football to him uh, and very mm-hmm. well. Uh, but building that chemistry early on is going to be a huge factor, not only for wide receivers, but uh, running backs, um, tight ends, it's going to play a big factor. And, 
he's going to grow a leadership mm-hmm. bond with a lot of these cats. And I, I yeah. like it. I, 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 I'm not trying to compare both of these lows at all, but I do see a lot of character. Um, I don't know. The same kind of characteristics that Jameis had when, during his time at FSU, because I was there a lot around you and with mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ethan and, Pray, where I got to mm-hmm. see Los, or where I got to see uh, Jameis behind the scenes and how he, you know, he yeah. talked to his teammates and how it was and him working out and throwing and, su- and such. It was so, it was incredible to watch. But I, I feel like we have those same kind of characteristics from Milton and Winston, just how the way they want to build relationships with one another. He wants know? to be personable. And I think that's key to being a, a, a championship quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest with you, people argue with it. I've argued with it before, but I mean, you UCF won a championship hypothetically. I mean, they talk about it. We all joke about it, but to them, they won a championship. So, and he has built a championship mindset. He has created championship behavior, undefeated behavior. He's done this before. He knows what it takes to go do it. So, I mean, it's going to, are we going to benefit from it? Yeah. I mean, and I'm happy for him. He got, he finds a new place to do it in to where he can create it as his own. Like, you know, he don't got to wait to play behind somebody else. He doesn't have a come in opportunity to create it and make it his own. And I think that's something that he's looking forward to. And I think that's why he's really grasping the opportunity now, getting a chance mm-hmm. to get with teammates and, and, and bond and really gel with them before they even really touch the football to field together. And it really only raises the, uh, the level of competition in the quarterback room for Florida State. I mean, bringing McKenzie Milton in, it's only going to help guys like, Chubba Purdy, Tate Rodemaker, and even Jordan Travis improve. I mean, he's going to be able to, like you said, Carlos, he's going to be able to instill a championship mindset, teach them how hard you have to work to, to get to that level, teach them little things on the football field, help them throw the ball better, things like that. He can offer advice, and he's going to be very useful for, for Florida State. Because he's also multiple. He can run the football. He's, he's not – he's not he's, – he, he's a proven runner. Too much but he does, but, but he has a capability, was what I'm saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. He does. He's he he doesn't have to sit in the pocket and take sacks, is what I'm saying. And that's he's something not, that he also he's brings not a to typical the table. small quarterback. Like he's not. But like yeah, he's he's probably a little bit under six feet tall, but like he's got good pocket awareness that he can get mm-hmm. he throws the ball really damn well. Like so you know, it, 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 it's if even ninety five percent, it's gonna be exciting what what Florida State can do it on, on offense. Because to be honest, Jordan Travis is not going away. No. He's not. He's not got a role in the offense. Long, he had a taste of it. Mm-hmm. You ever had a Popeye chicken sandwich? <laughs> no. Yeah. You, you, matter of fact, better analogy. You ever seen the back of a Lay's, like an original Lay's bag of chips? You ever seen the back of the slogan says, just can't eat one? Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not going to let the opportunity of just starting just one season go away. No. I need more of that. Like I, I, I feel like I've had, I got some juice now. I got a season under my belt. I just can't have one. I'm not gonna let Buddy come in the transfer and take it. That's why it's gonna be so exciting. You feel me? Just Did you can't. just come here? Need it all. Yo, that shit was funny. You know what I'm saying? You eating you know, W's over there? The kids eating W's. Still is not eating W's. Cleveland is. <laughs> It ain't funny anymore. Joke's not funny. You're not funny anymore. Cleveland eating W's. Speaking of hey. chips, how was your sandwich, Logan? Oh, yeah. I need to bring that up. Uh, I had the brand new pub sub. It is the shrimp po' boy with turkey on it and blah, blah, blah. It has the gourmet everything on it. It was on sale at Publix. I didn't. I wasn't intending to go in and get it, but I got it. When I saw it was on sale, that's the Publix way of doing things. Got it. 
tastes pretty good. I added on tomatoes and pickles. I will say it does need a little bit more sauce on there. I always like more sauce. It might just be me, but I even added more sauce. It just wasn't enough of whatever they put on there. But I will say the shrimp was good. I actually enjoy it. I didn't think – I thought it was going to be too dry because I don't like dry sandwiches. But I think it's kind of in like my top two to top three between my ultimate my and my Italian. Uh, and I, I think my chicken tender sub might be at number four. I think people might cancel me, but I think the chicken wow. tender sub is at four. And I think the shrimp one is at least at number three now, the po' boy shrimp. Must have been talking to Newberg. No, no. I'm upset. Chicken tender sub forever. (laughs) I mean, if it's the thing is, I'm not just going to have a chicken tender sub and that's it. Like, I got to add at least, I got to put lettuce on it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Tomato. It's a Hall of Famer. It fills you up, and which I love because I got to eat a lot of food. But I I thought thought the show was nice. It surprised me. I thought at first I would not really be a fan of it but it now secretly is kind of in between my three and four with the chicken tender sub the ultimate still my turkey favorite. just sounds a little weird together i don't know Maybe it sounded it sounds weird i didn't even notice it until she, like she was putting it on there i was like oh screw it away. i like meat <laughs> i mean not you know i like, like meat. meat like deli right, meat bro. i like deli yeah. meat i like deli meat yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're two yeah, for I two like my deli. guy that kiss, that kiss can man <laughs> Let us something. Apparently, you hear something. I'm we'll get to that. Bro. We'll get we'll get to that. But yeah, the pub sub tried out. I would say at least tried out. Some people might like it. Some people don't. I've had a few people saying that uh, they didn't taste. Someone just tweeted me and said, "Had this for the first time today, and whoa, with the drooling or drooling down their face thing." I don't. I wasn't really drooling <laughs> down my face while I was eating it, but. You give me good vibes and bad vibes. Was the sandwich good or not? I don't feel like I need a, I feel like I need to have it again, though. You know, I feel like maybe I was just starving. See, no, I'm, I'm not going to have it, it again. No, no, it's good. It's good. I'm telling you. We'll see how long it lasts. It's not worth a buy. You've been talking about it hey, too much. Hey, Lowe's. And going back to, you know, the guys working out and throwing up and stuff. Dude, they went and had workouts. I felt like I also needed to throw up when i woke up the next morning i didn't do anything all day long Los, and i felt like i needed to throw up so like i feel like i'm in the same boat as players working out you know going through coach storms uh, going out you possibly have covid bro i didn't you went out uh talking Devonte freeman Devonte freeman hey bills find him your boy three headed from the three headed monsters your boy yeah he's headed over to the bills we gotta get him on the podcast after the season uh but Devonte freeman to the bills he's going to be joining them to help hopefully make a playoff run or a, i mean not a playoff run a super bowl run and this would be Devonte freeman's next chance at doing so we know he went to the he played for the atlanta falcons they lost sadly to the patriots they also didn't use i got mad they didn't use him enough in that game they stopped running the ball yeah just like Oregon. we did against Oregon, and they would have helped us Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have helped run touches. out the clock. That's a whole other conversation for another day. But he's running. He's on another Super Bowl run, but he's heading to your Bills, Carlos. He's getting touches, man. I mean, with, with Moss going down with that ankle, I mean, he was, he was productive. He was getting touches, and they had a two-headed monster, and that's something that the NFL needs nowadays. Unless you have a Derrick Henry who's going to be 6'3", 6'4", and 240 and going to get 30 touches a game, you need a two-system, uh, a, a two-backs to run your system these days. Cleveland has a two-headed monster. I mean, Pittsburgh had one for a while. Um, I mean, you're going to need that. And right now, I mean, they got it. Uh, I mean, they got he, it. He's hit they that journey. That he, he's hit that journey, man. 
phase of his career now, though. Yeah, I mean he's a I mean he he's a veteran. I mean I, I can't compare him like to Frank Gore because he's not as old, but he brings that veteran that that vibe yeah. to the locker room. Like if you ever been around Vante, he's calm, cool, collected, laid back. He's he goes with the flow. He doesn't matter how many times he touches it. He just knows when he touches the ball, he's going to be effective. He's going to produce. And that's something that they have in that locker room is that the, the productivity is not going to go down now that Moss is not in the lineup. Singletary obviously is going to be the starter, and he's going to touch the ball, and he's going to make plays. But now they have a back they can throw in there on third down because he, he's a pass catcher. He's, he's multiple. He's an every down back. And he has experience in the playoffs, going deep in the playoffs and playing in the Super Bowl, going through media, talking to the uh, to the fan, talking to the media and dealing with the fans and all the pressure, quote unquote pressure that it is playing in the playoffs. He's been there before. And I mean, he he, he brings value to the locker room. He's a veteran. He's a good, a good, a good character guy as well. I mean, he's everywhere he's gone. He's never had any left a bad taste in anybody's mouth. So, I mean, you bring the quality guy into your locker room that's going to put product on the football field. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's like the quick hitters really of the week. It was quite a bit. It's a nonstop really um, lately, but I love it. More content to talk about. So we don't have to listen to. Hey, before we move to basketball, I just need to, need to again say that Travis Hunter is the best player in the 2022 class. Yeah. Then he talked to Clemson and said, screw off. Said so thank you, but no thanks. Well, that's a, that's much- a polite way of doing it. Yeah. That's yeah. more of a polite yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, it seems like they're going to stick him. I mean, they're going to stick. He's going to stick with Florida State, but he's, I mean, that's nasty. You think a wide receiver? I mean, what's going on? Uh, I, I think he's a corner. No. Oh, man, I mean, he's nasty, a wide receiver. He, he, he's, he's a damn good player, period. I, I, I think you let him decide where he wants to play when he gets to college. But I, I, yeah. I think his ceiling is, is that corner. Yeah, we need to have just a segment talking about him next week or something. I mean, he it's he's so damn good, dude. Like, <laughs> Nasty. So good. Best player that Florida State's gotten since going. I love it. I love every bit of it. A little bit about it. Every bit about it. I can even speak right. Let me ask you a question, Nate. This is going to be a new segment that we're introducing <laughs> next week. I mean, Carlos still has something to ask, Nate. Next but week. Next yeah, week we're going to it now, man. Yeah. We're starting out, but what I'm trying to say is that we're introducing it for fans and listeners and followers to actually send in questions so then Carlos can use them to ask Nate so then we can get a little bit more interaction. I mean, Carlos yes. has a question tonight and play. We didn't ask. We weren't ready for this really for yeah. the segment, but we thought it'd be a good idea. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Family Close friends came up with it. He was ready. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So, Nate, let me ask you a question. What's up with with all the transfers coming in and spring football right around the corner and early spring co- commits coming in possibly and then the summer being up soon? Who are you looking forward to seeing on offense, defense, and who you think could be our special team standout coming into this spring? Golly, that was stuck. Wow, damn, that's pretty loaded question. Price, do your homework before this, Nate. So, so in the spring, offensively. Um, we. I, I want to see Corey Wren because I, I expected him to play more. For uh, me, break him a, down. Break him down. Who who, so, who is Corey Wren for for so, somebody so, that so does, for, 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 for y'all who don't know? So you know, Corey Wren, you know, he was committed to Georgia for quite a while through his recruitment. Um, opened it back up and committed to Florida State. So he he's a guy that um five eleven one eighty five right now around there. Um. 
has world-class, legit world-class speed. Um, going to run track at Florida State. Um, probably could go pro in track if he decided to. I mean, he's that, he's that good. Um, uh, he's got home run speed. He's a slot receiver. He's a running back. He can do it. You know what? To, to use, uh, excuse me, Carlos's term, you know, he's very multiple in, in what he can do in the offense. So, you know, for, for me, you know, he battled a hip flexor injury this year. I think, you, you know, that's kind of what we saw when he got his one chance as a returner. He seemed hesitant. You know, he he was hurt. Um, so I, I, I want to see what he can do in the offense because, you know, it, it, if you saw what he could do in high school, uh, you know, he's he's a legit game breaker. You know, he's a bigger version of Kermit Whitfield. Okay. Uh, and and I, I think that, you know, that's someone I want to see in the offense. Um, you know, I already said Milton. I'm really excited to see him. Um, you know, defensively, I, I want to see Jermaine Johnson. I think that is a pivotal get for Florida State coming from the transfer portal. You know, you know, Florida State needs a pass rush. You know, no matter what you have in the in that back seven, if you can't get to the quarterback, it doesn't matter. So, uh, you know, he was – I forget what the stat was. You know, he was top 30 nationally and and his effectiveness of getting to the quarterback on very – One he won one, one time the number one Juco player in the country? Yeah, number one Juco player. From, um, he, he, he went to in, Independence, correct? He was on last – this kid off last chance. He was on, he was on last chance. You went to okay, Independence. I, 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 I have followed him. I've been following the. I've been following him for a minute. I just wasn't sure it was the same that, one. I, I didn't. That, I didn't remember him going to Georgia. He started a few games. Uh, you know, played limited minutes, okay. but was was super effective and efficient in, 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 the, in the time he got. So I, I really want to see him. Um, and, and one guy that I, I don't think we talk about, you know, enough is Maury Tate. You know, he 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 had to sit out, kind of the same reason why Travis Shea sat out as a freshman. Uh, you know, he he's a guy who I expect big things at Florida State. So, you know, special teams wise, um, you know, I I, I want to stick with Travis Jay as, as your primary guy, but you, you got to find a second threat um, in terms of a kick return. You know, I, I I don't necessarily like Corbin back there. I don't I don't think that you know he's explosive enough to be a, a full time kick returner. Uh, especially he, you know he's not he got a lot bigger than. You know, when he was a freshman, he did pretty well at Texas A&M as a kicker turner, but he's changed his body a little bit, and I don't think he's as explosive as he was when he was a freshman. So I think you need to find that, that second guy um, in terms of both punt return and, and kick return. Uh, got to figure out what you got to do at kicker. But, you know, there's a lot of questions, you know, that I think that could be a whole podcast to answer the question. I think it could be a whole podcast to talk about that, but for me, I want to see Ren. I want to see Johnson. You know, I, I want to see what Forest they can do behind the Travis and special teams because when we saw him hurting out, you know, they just weren't effective in the return game. You know, you, you said it earlier, Los. You know, when he was playing, you know, it, it was almost you know looked too easy for him to get 35, 40, you know, thirty-five yards on a return. Mm-hmm. He, he's just a natural guy with the ball in his hand, so. You, you got to figure out, you know, who's behind him. So, uh, lots of things to see in spring, but you know, I guess that's my answer for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's always good to hear. It's always good to hear. I mean, I'm excited for a couple guys, but th- I, I, I get those three. 
I mean, those three, are, uh, those are pivotal guys in pivotal positions where they could be game changers, getting to the quarterback, making explosive plays, and then your X factor, you put it, if you so call it, because, I mean, he could do it all. So, I mean, that those are three guys, and actually I'm really excited about those guys as well. I got a question for you, Carlos. Mm-hmm. In, oh, in my, oh, God. So, so it's pretty clear that they're moving to 4-2-5. Turntables. They're, they're going to move to a 4-2-5 defense. Okay. So, so what, what do you want to see? <coughs> uh, you know, who's your five? Yeah, who's Who your five? five? Who, no, who's no, gonna, I'm not asking you. I'm who's going to be you. your two? Who's going to be your five? I'm not asking you. I'm, I'm asking, asking you. It's my turn to ask a question. I mean, I mean who's my five? just asking each other questions, I, I, and no one's going to answer. I'll, I'll answer you, you after you answer me. Who's my five? My five is going to be Robinson. No, wait, gonna... Who's your two at linebacker? And who's your Who's your five? Ooh. <laughs> Have, I, I, I won't put DBs at linebackers. So our linebackers were not existent last year. I mean, I can't. I can't I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, Nick Nick's is the only logical choice to even be in there, and I can't see who's going to play next to him. To be honest with you, Amari Gannon. Who? Amari Gannon. I mean, I thought Gannon was moving to the outside, to the I, edge. I, oh, for, well for, for me, uh, you know, I, I think that moving to a four-two-five kind of. Not forces that. But I mean, it, it, it'd be done not to. Make I, him, honestly, honestly, uh, it, 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 it can easily become a three-three-five depending on what you're running against. Nate, yeah. get down to the science. Yeah, side. yeah, really. So, yeah. All I'm saying is though, he can still play on the edge. So mm-hmm. who are you going to put there if you if you don't have an edge rusher? You go to stand him up. Who are you going to yes. put in the middle with him? Who? Uh, Besides Nick, I think uh, uh, Rice probably. Emmett Rice. Rice is, well, Rice has the well. You know what? I keep forgetting that the transfer, like with all this year, the year these people have, yep. a, the kids have another year. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Nick's and Rice. I see them two standing down in the middle, um, on the outside. The DB room's up for a toss. Hell yeah, it is, and it, it needs to be corners really, primarily. I mean, who you who who you're starting safety? I got Robinson coming in as a starter in the transfer. I got Robinson and Jay. It. I I rather put Jay in a nickel close to the line. I I rather him be, be the five. Mm-hmm. I'd rather him play in I'd rather him play whatever that star like is. Green or Gant. I, don't yeah, know. I, I, I think that you look at either Gant or Cindy Williamson as your second starter. If you use Travis Jays at, at, at number five nickel, you know, whatever you want to say, you know, close to the box, the guy who can move around. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine having both a Jay and uh you got Jay and Gainer that can run East or West, uh-huh. thinking that maybe Adam Fuller will use Gainer in a maybe in the right packages, you know, maybe that I mean that might be thinking too hard there, wishing for better things. We're laughing right now because Los has been calling Stephen Dix Jr. Stephen Dix. You know, you know what? You said enough gay stuff tonight, bro. I kind of don't want to just keep saying it. Like you, two for two. I don't want to join the club. Uh, that's why I didn't yeah, want so, to be willing to correct you to say so, dicks instead of dicks. I, I, I think this is an interesting conversation. So, I've, I've yet to say it. So, so uh, you think that Jay should be, you know, the closer to the line? I think you know, not, playmakers, not, playmakers not, need to be closer to the ball. Yeah. So, so he, he's who's your second tackles. safety? My second safety. Who, who, who do we have back there? So you got Sidney Williams, you no. got Renard, Renardo Green. I think coming that, off, he's coming off injury. Yep, I, I think Renardo would be the guy, the favorite to start opposite uh, Jimmy Robinson. And then, and then you have a guy, you know, like Brennan Gant. 
if you're coming off, I mean, if you're coming off an injury, then you're gonna have to go out and compete. I'm talking about guys that's coming off of completed seasons uninjured. Gant, I would put Gant in there before I put him in there. He's he's been hurt. Um, well, you know, Renardo was, he was good when he was healthy. Yeah, I mean, he, he was really good. So Gant, I, I, but you're coming I, off an injury. This guy coming off a season that's just but, not hurt. But it, it, Renardo reps. come back. Reps. It, it wasn't a significant back. injury. You know, it, it was okay. just banged up. Um, Toenail, toenails, toenails, less. Toenails. Toenails. Yeah. No, he's, he's, no so, he's joking. So I, 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 <laughs> I, I think the road debate is what happens at corner. <laughs> he's about to go Who off. Who replaces Sante? So, so in, in a four-two-five, you know, outside uh, for me, uh, I, we kind of talked about this last week. I think you look at, you know, Dotson. I think you look at, um, you know, Demory Tate. Uh, for me, I think Brownlee is at at number five. I don't think Brownlee is a, uh, is a full-time corner. I, Why not? I, Why not? Um, when I see Brownlee, I see Xavier Rhodes. I know. I do. I, 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 I do. mean, I see shut down the side of the field. I see long. Uh, I see attitude. I see a person that plays with a lot of aggression. A guy is going to play man-to-man. When he played outside, he was getting his burnt toast. I think he's better. I, see, I, I also see a freshman as well. Have you noticed? Yeah. You do, okay, but I, so I you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give him some rope there. A freshman's gonna hang himself, Nate. Like he's he's gonna do that to himself. Not not, not repetitively though. He's gonna and get who? Name one freshman that don't get beat. Jalen Ramsey. Who? Jalen used to get beat all the time. <laughs> all the time. You know how many other players played around Jalen? Derek Stingley. Derek Stingley. Do you, what do was you, locked you, down do you, as a freshman? Do you, do you not understand who else played around him at that time? Do not skip over that. He played around a lot of other guys that Dude, played around Grant him. Delphit. Who? You know who else he played with? Like, think about who you play with. You're only as good as the guys around you. Don't I agree, minimize the I, I, you I don't with. think that Brownlee hasn't shown me enough to be a full-time corner yet. Me personally. I think he could do it, but you know, for, for me, I think that his I compare his him role... to P, I, get, I compare him to PJ Williams and Ronald Darby as mm. a freshman. As a freshman, because Ronald, you, Ronald used to get beat. I, I, I think Darby PJ was, used to get beat all the time. I would say PJ, not Darby. Darby but used I, to get I, beat all the time. Not all the time. Yes, he did all the time. No, I was on the field with him. Well, you talk all the time. I, you're I, I know you are. You're gonna argue with somebody that played on the field with him. I practiced with him. He used to get beat all the time. I played with him. I know. Ronald man. used to get beat. But only thing what used to save Ronald was his speed. If you watch the film, Ronald used to get beat deep, get bite on a lot of stuff. His speed times. would catch up the balls and break balls up. Watch the film. Watch the film, well, Nate. 2014 was different. Too. I played 2014, that was – he got let's talk about a lot. Let's but talk he was about looking it. to the league then. You and I disagree on Brownlee. So, so next. Who's next? <laughs> Come on. You're going who's, who, to – who's better Who's better than him? Who's play, who, who, what, what young kid, be Dot- what sophomore? What sophomore is better than him right now? To me, it's going to be Dotson. And then on the other Dem- side, I think hurt. it's going to end up being um, – Hurt. I'm not, I'm not going to be shocked if – I think it might happen the first game, but I think Demory is going to take over. There's just so many good things hearing about him in the last mm-hmm. bit of his recruiting cycle, and then obviously he gets academically uh, gray shirt or whatever the hell they call it now, and then doesn't able to play this year. But I think, oh, I think it's oh, set for, up. For, it's just set up. It's for wild, Austin. Look for, for, for me, Carlos, expecting I, hurt players I, to come I, in and I, play a contributing role like, right I, away. Come I like Brownlee, injuries. kind of the same reason like you like Jay in that in that um. You know that that closer to the line, 
See, I, I agree with you. Yeah, he, he's physical. I, I I think you know he showed me some stuff getting to the quarterback. So I I think that you know he's better suited to be inside where you know he could be in the slot and you know can can blitz and can do other stuff. You know, you I know, like you know you know some of the best corners do Nate. You know what some of the best corners in the NFL do. You know no habits some some of the best corners they get roasted. Yeah, they get beat. You know what happened to Xavier Rhodes a lot? If you watch his film from the time he moved the corner to the time he left Florida State, what happened yeah. to Greg, what happened to Mike Harris, what happened to, to – they get beat a lot young. There's you not a corner a in the world that man. doesn't get beat. A lot of man, I play a lot of man-to-man. Man. He's a man-to-man man corner. He's going to get beat. You're going to have to take those L's on deep balls and those jump balls and those 50-50s. But I guarantee you, as that kid matures outside on that island, that attitude that he's carrying now with that confidence is only going to grow. He's going to yeah. learn to shut down sides of fields. Once you move him inside, he's become a box player. He's going to end up being a safety, and it's going to come into a mold. He's not going to be able to blossom like I think he can on the outside. They're minimizing that kid's role, moving him inside of a box. He's not a box guy. Travis J is a safety. He's going to play inside of a box, period, once, he, once he's playing in the deep third. He's going to be able to roll down just, just like Michael, Malcolm Jenkins, just like Tyron Matthew, he's an X factor. Let him play in the open mm-hmm. field. Leave that corner out there on that island and let him get beat because he's going to learn not to get beat. Once you move that corner inside, now he's a nickel. He's going to forever be a nickel. That nickel, oh, okay. the nickel is 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 his own entity in the NFL. People get drafted to be nickel, not to be on the island to get drafted to be a nickel. So when you, when you look at when you look at corner, Brownlee is the only guy coming back that's healthy. You know. Right, and you don't so, have. I mean, well, I mean, Demory is healthy. Demory's but healthy. Yeah, Tate was healthy, but yeah. you know, experience-wise, you know, Brandon Morris coming in off an injury, Dotson was out with an injury. You know, who else is there? What's crazy is you're gonna, you're going to be starting off against Notre Dame too. I mean, you're starting at home. You're going to start. With, you're also starting off with Notre Dame with a new quarterback. With a new, yeah, new quarterback yeah. that's coming but from Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. <laughs> I agree with you, Donate. Like Travis J in that slot is ideal mm-hmm. because of his athleticism, what he brings to the tackle game inside the box. Brownlee, I mean, I don't I don't think he fit. I don't think he fits that mode. I don't I just don't think he's going to I think he's going to limit himself. I don't think he's going to be a banger like that. Mm-hmm. He likes the open space of the field. I don't think he likes that narrowness. I think Travis J has the attitude to stick his nose in there more often. And I just I think by watching them, that's what they brought to the game. I, I, I do think that guys like Amari Cooper and Hunter Washington are going to have to kind of play by, you know, like a depth. I think you're mm-hmm. going to see them play. Um, it w- would have been great to get them on campus early and, and get them in the spring, but you know, yeah. l- 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 let's all remember Clemson really tried to flip Hunter Washington that last week. You know, leading up to signing day, so. Yeah, and uh, there's a, there's quite a bit of people watching on YouTube right now and commenting. If you're on YouTube, I think eventually we're going to try to grow our YouTube a little bit more. So we'll be answering questions live from you guys also in our discord, too. But if you're watching from YouTube, smack that subscribe button. So then you actually get notified every time we go live. And then whenever these videos get uploaded, you guys can go back and watch it. We're really trying to grow the YouTube, but we have a lot of people over here watching right now. So hit that subscribe button down below. But, uh, I, wrote myself a, I wrote myself a note loads to go back and look at Brownlee. So go check him out. Yeah, go check him out. Go check him out. He, he, he has the attitude to be an outside. I love his attitude. I love he it. Got, 
he got yeah. it to be an outside corner. He not, he reminds not, me a lot not, of not many guys on the team had that. He got it to be an outside oh. corner. I feel like once you put him in that box, he 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 don't got the attitude to stick his nose in there like that. To cover guys and shut down the field, yeah, but to stick his nose in there in that paint, I don't think mm-hmm. he got that. That's different. Travis, Travis J got that. I think we got a good conversation on our hands that we need to have to go. For, I, we're going to do this all off season. We got a long <laughs> way. We got a long off season to go, but I think a good conversation going literally probably just position by position is on the horizon. Most certainly uh, let's jump through basketball, man. What a game last night. Uh, Florida state absolutely obliterates NC state. I, I, it was nice going. I'm glad Dustin invited me. Still think oh, he's. I, I'm, I, talk, I, I'm done talking with you about that, bro. I'm, I just said I'm just glad that you invited me to the game, and you I mean I got to sit there. <laughs> yeah. Dad was there. Your brother was there. We actually got, you got to, to sit there, time. fire off some questionable tweets. I bet you had a great time. I, I did. I got the attention. I'm sitting there doing my job. You're over there, you know, bullshitting. No, but here's the deal. You did tell me to tweet. You gave me an idea to tweet one of them about the beer. Nah, yeah, you nah. did. Yeah, you nah, did. I didn't. <laughs> Yes, you did. <laughs> we got to get in. We need to go ahead and address uh, the, you know, Twitter, the paparazzi, and everything. The the picture was photoshopped. There, we were not on the kiss cam. My arm was also not around Dustin. It was we had <laughs> actually a chair in between both of us. My arm was off to the side. Honestly, you didn't need to address it at all because people forgot. But now, good job. Uh, also, I need to apologize for not for that that shot of the paparazzi of me not wearing my mask at that picture. You should apologize. I, I need to apologize before I get canceled from uh, our own show. So I need to cancel. I believe COVID-19 is real. I just literally was drinking a beer and I probably was setting it down or I might just need to. No, you drank one beer There's for like an hour. Me. There was no one near me. Yeah, I'm savoring my beer. It was good. I also think you spiked it, by the way. A lot of people right, on Twitter are thinking that you spiked it. Let's not Thank talk you. about that. Austin, it's been uh, an hour and 12 minutes since we started the podcast. You ready to speak, bud? Yeah, I said like five <laughs> words. Austin's still here, baby. He's just chilling. He's probably got NBA yeah, in the background. I'm, I'm, watching, I'm watching Devin Vassell right now. He's got eight point, or ten points. Exactly. Devin Vassell's going off. But, yeah, tell us about that game. That was fun, man. I enjoyed it. That was uh, nice to see them uh, come prepared, no laziness, and got right after it. Yeah, we all expected rust, you know, two weeks off after a loss to Clemson. You come out, have your most efficient offensive performance ever. Not just this year, not just in the Hamilton era, ever. Really? Yeah. According to yeah. Kempom, the most efficient offensive game Florida State has ever had. It was insane. 105 to 73. Florida State shot 70.7% from the floor, 67% Ooh. from three, and a perfect 11 of 11 from the free throw line. You had 11 turnovers. Half of them were stupid, threw them too high, threw them too low, couldn't <laughs> catch. But, like Outside of that, there's absolutely nothing to complain about from Florida State's part. Yeah, NC State put up 73, but for most of the game, they were down 30, 40, 26. Yeah. Like, the, Thomas Allen had 16 points off the bench, which, you know, that happens when he's going against green team. It happens. They have a lot of possessions. I didn't watch it. It was, How dare you? It was just an insane game. Like the first half, we fast, fast paced game. The first half, I think we had 57 points on 33 possessions. Y'all scoring. We're scoring. It was They could not miss. Raekwon Evans, we've been tough on him on the podcast. Really tough on Raekwon Evans. He comes out and has 24 points in 19 minutes. 
on what was it, eleven shots? That'll get nine, done. nine of eleven. That'll work. Thirdly efficient. He was getting to the free throw. He he looked like Trent Forrest, which he's we I've been giving him Trent Forrest comparison since he signed out of JUCO because he has that natural ability to just get to the free throw line when he wants to, and he showed it last night. NC State didn't have Manny Bates. They're three blocks a game center, so we we just kept going inside, and no one could stop it. No one could stop Evans. Yeah, and I mean, you could tell he was feeling it from the start of the game. I mean, he hit the three on the first possession, and then never really looked back. I mean. I, I always I always give Raquan Evans a hard time. Last night, you know, it it was all, it made it all worth it. You know, seeing him ball like that. And, yeah, and we we saw it the first half of Clemson when he had nine points, and then mm-hmm. the second half he didn't do anything. This game he just comes out and just completely obliterates everybody. Yeah, and he's he set his career high. He got into double figures for the first time in his college career of you know a couple weeks ago as well. So to see him just continue to blossom like this. You know, I I expect him to be playing even better by the time we're at the end of conference play. If he's given us, you know, consistent seven to ten points a game, give us a couple assists, give us a couple rebounds, give us a steal or two, that's exactly what Florida State needs. They need that consistent ball handler that we just haven't had this season. Yeah, and if they get that 24-point explosion every now and then, they'll take it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> then you have Nate Jack in 12 minutes scoring 18 points on eight shots. Four or five from downtown. His last two threes he hit from Pensacola. And the, yeah. One of me caught him on the mouth of the Florida State logo. That just one was turned, just turning fire. I was, I was bewildered. He didn't even hesitate. He hesitated more on the next one that was yeah, the, like the, closer the, to the three point line than the one at the logo. And, and the second one was in transition. That was the crazy part. It was he in transition. He, he stopped and pulled from four feet yeah. behind the line. Yeah. <laughs> I was, it was insane. And we've been saying this about Jack. I mean, when we had PJ Savoy on last year, you know, he said the same thing. He's like, this guy can really flame it up. He's that that flame torch that you know Florida State needs from three. And we haven't really seen it because he's only playing you know four minutes a game every other game. He comes in last night in twelve minutes and just completely torches nets. Yeah, and I mean, um, Jack was another guy that we that. I don't know about you, Austin, but I know myself, you know, I, I kind of wondered if he was going to be up to being able to play at this level of college basketball. But, I mean, credit to him. He looks a lot better on defense than he did a season ago. He's way more aware of what's going on. He's locked in. And he looks in. confident. He was, he was scared every time he touched the ball last year. <laughs> he touches the ball now and his eyes just light up. Yeah. It's a completely different mindset from him this year. Yeah, that's another thing. He just he looks he looks comfortable. You know, maybe things were going a little bit faster for him last year coming out of JUCO, but he settled in and he knows his role. And he's another guy. I'm excited to watch him continue to progress. If Austin, he, I don't need what, him playing more than 50, more than eight minutes a game. But if he could just comes in hits two threes, just goes right back to the bench, perfect. Austin, let me ask you a question: A win like this, with 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 just like you just said, a guy came in from JUCO last year and the pace was kind of fast for him. It's kind of he's kind of slowing the game down this year. With a win like this, with the season the way it's been going with cancellations and COVID, how what how how what kind of what kind of what does this win with scoring so many points and the stat line and and our young guys playing so well and people coming off the bench playing so well? What does that do for recruiting? Like how how what kind of what what kind of, how big? Does this win like how 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 big is it for for recruiting? I mean, recruiting is about as high as you can get right now for Florida State. You've got the number three class with Jalen Worley, 
Matt Cleveland, John Butler, Nahima Cloud, and then we we'll get to him later. The Houston transfer, Caleb Mills. Okay. Mm-hmm. Florida State's at their pinnacle of what they can do recruiting basketball. You're you're already okay. in the ACC going against Duke and Carolina. All this does is tell these guys, hey, you you made the right choice. Okay. And these 2022 guys, because 2021 is basically done. You got one more slot. Is is it, but, is it is you think it's something to look forward to when we're playing games like this? Is it something that that these guys are coming into Florida State like man, like you know Norvell's recruiting a certain way to get SEC talent. We're getting the top recruits in the country, and we're getting also top transfers in the country to come in and play basketball because we're playing basketball so well. Do wins like this make guys look forward to coming and scoring buckets? For sure. I mean, we saw it four years ago. We beat Clemson by 48 in Tallahassee. I just absolutely wiped the floor with them. And you, you could feel the buzz in the program. I mean, Clemson wasn't that good that year, but you, like, you could feel the buzz, especially in the locker room. Guys are like, we might just did something here. And, and we saw it with the guys coming in. You know, you get you had Ike Obiagu, who was a top 50, top 60 center, come in. He only played one season, but he was still a top guy. And then next year, you only had one open slot. You wouldn't got you wouldn't have found a diamond in the rough in Devin Vassell, who's now playing minutes with the San Antonio Spurs just three years later. Like what what do you think that's like for the program to see it change? Like, you know, we've been we've been a decent basketball program in this conference. We've competed with the best of the best in the conference. But now Coach Ham is to a point where he is last year we won a, a ACC championship. We were the champions. We were we were picked to win win the whole the whole thing. Going again this year, I'm sitting there watching Gazaga play Pepperdine. They're ranked number one. I feel like we can compete with them. Like wh- where do you really see Florida State program right now? Where are we amongst basketball? Are we are we are we top top five, top ten in the country respectively? I would say top 15 to top 20. Like, as we said, like, if the tournament started today, Mike, you, you might get a sweet 16. Just because okay. there's still a lot of stuff you got to figure out. There's still a lot of chemistry that's got to be built on court. Off court, I think they're fine. This is on court. You got to figure out rotations. Got to figure out what guys are best at. I think there's still a couple scheme things they got to figure out. But like we saw last year, you know, we weren't saying this. In, we weren't saying in January, oh, this is a national championship team. By the time they hit March, we're like, this is the best team we've ever had. And I think that's a credit to the staff and to the players that developed throughout the season that by the time we get to March, you can say this is a damn good team. And I think that's, that's awesome. going to be the same way this year. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about the new transfer, too. Yeah, Caleb Mills out of Houston was in a very, very good pickup plucked right out from NC State's nose. NC State really thought they had him. He's from Asheville. Asheville kid said he wanted to play close to home. Everyone's like, yeah, he's going to NC State. Then all of a sudden, commits to Florida State. NC State fans are mad. Houston fans are mad. And he's eligible, right? He's eligible to practice, and then he'll play right away next year. Okay. Which, you know, he, he's someone this, t- this team needs. Good ball handler. Shoots the absolute lights out of the ball. Shot 40% from three last year as a freshman. He was second team all conference at Houston last year as a freshman. Was named preseason all all conference or preseason player of the year this year. Mm-hmm. Really talented kid. That you know next year you kind of have those same concerns of what are they going to do ball handling? Or is Raekwon Evans coming back? They're still not sure there. Um, Jalen Worley's a good combo guard, but then outside of that, you know who's your point guard? You get a guy who's got experience on one of the best teams in his respective conference. And in the country, Houston's year in and year out, top 15, top 20. They're top 10 this year right now, aren't they? They were. Uh, they might still yeah, they're, be. Yeah, they're up there. They might still be. Mm-hmm. But it's a really talented program. He's a talented kid. 
number eleven. You know, he's he's six foot three, so you're like, oh god, he's only six foot three at a Florida State Leonard Hamilton <laughs> program, but yeah. he's he's still got playing shortest right. player on scholarship. <laughs> yeah, but he he still plays passing lanes really well. I think he's he was averaging like assist and a half in his four games this season. He's dealt with a couple of ankle issues this year, but he gets to sit out the rest of the semester, just practice, really get to know the guys, know the system, come in next year, and he's going to be – I wouldn't be surprised if he started next year, honestly. Damn. Uh, it's huge. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a phenomenal pickup, you know. I, I, adding that to what's coming in in this uh, number three yeah, class. Saying a lot. Just, it, it's, yeah. And you it's, still have an open slot, which is insane. I, I would love for them to go out and get a wing guy. Just because he, another oh, transfer or a high school guy, it's got to be a transfer, I think. And unless Michael Foster says, you know what, screw the G League, screw, screw overseas, I'm coming to Florida State, then yeah, yeah, screw the money. Take, <laughs> obviously, you yeah. take Michael Foster. Same thing with Efton Reed, the center out of Virginia, who's a top 50 guy, good low post scorer. If he says, hey, I'm coming to Florida State, which right now I, I haven't been feeling that, you know, it seems like it's going to come down to Michigan or Virginia. Um, if he says he's coming, yeah, absolutely, you take him. But I think you have to go experience for next year's team because you already got a lot of youth coming in that you're going to have to rely on. Get a guy that's gotten a couple years of experience, especially on the wing. That's that's the one area I'm really concerned about this year is I, I don't love our wing depth. So you get another guy that can come in, hit some threes, play some defense, I think that's money for next season. I'm all about it, baby. Wait. We're previewing. We're going to preview the North Carolina game right now and the Louisville one, correct? Because that's on Saturday. The Tar Heels come in town. Yeah, UNC Saturday at noon. It's not your. It's not your daddy's UNC team. It's yeah. more. Like, it's closer <laughs> to last year's team, but they're still nowhere near as bad as last year's team. They just wildly inefficient. Can rebound better than anybody in the country. I think they're first in offensive rebounds, second in total rebounds. So Florida State's going to have to buck up. Put the big boy pants on a rebound, get on the glass because that's that's somewhere where they've gotten beat. We saw it against UCF, saw it against Clemson. They're gonna have to really, really defend the glass well. But UNC is one of the worst three point shooting teams in the country. Outside of their bigs, which are really talented, you know, Garrison Brooks was preseason player of the year in the ACC. Armando Baycott's their leading scorer. Then you got Daron Sharp off the bench, who's playing as well as any freshman in the country. Those three guys in the post are just wreak havoc. But outside of that, it's a lot of disappointments. Caleb Love was a five-star. He's been disappointing. Not saying he can't pick it up, but he's been disappointing. R.J. Davis was expected to come in and just knock down three-pointer after three-pointer. He's shooting 29% this year. Leaky Black's been a bust ever since he got to campus. He was a highlight reel in high school. Hasn't done anything since. And then after that, it's just, you know, your typical four-year senior in Andrew Playtech, good shooter. White, short, unathletic. <laughs> it, it, it's a very unimpressive roster. They they might make the tournament. They might not. They're they're kind of in that bubble right now. Every good team they played, they lost to. Got I wouldn't say got smoked by Iowa, but they got handled by Iowa. Also Georgia Tech, barely, barely, barely beat North Notre Dame. Um, I'm trying. To f- they lost to Texas, who I think is one of the ten best teams in the country. Lost to NC State. And NC State had that game pretty much the whole way. North Carolina made it close. The one thing you have to watch out for is out of, out of halftime, they make big runs. Make some really big runs, make games close. You know, there's been a lot of games where at halftime they're down 10, 15, 18. And they have this massive 
early second half run and make it a three-point game. That's something you're going to have to watch for. I'm not saying we're going to go into halftime winning by 18, but, you know, if if they come out, if Florida State comes out like they did last night, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens, right? And then and I, I'll go ahead, Dustin. I think for, for Florida State fans, I mean, it doesn't really matter to them that, you know, it's a down year for North Carolina. Any any time that Tar Heel Blue comes to Tallahassee, you know, you can expect the fans to be there, even though, you know, only 25% this year. And it's it's a big game for, for people that follow Florida State basketball. Florida State versus North Carolina versus Duke versus Virginia. Those are big games when it comes to this team. And there's going to be a lot of eyes on a, on the tuck on Saturday. A lot of energy. Same thing for football, though. You know, with Florida State, you know, Florida State's down. You know, so it's big games for everyone else. You know, it's a chance chance to get some revenge for a previous year. North Carolina Carolina desperately needs this game. You know, their best win is Syracuse because Kentucky sucks. Kentucky's horrible. They're really bad. North Carolina beat Kentucky by like 10. And then in conference, they've just been horrible. Beat Syracuse by six the other night, which fine, whatever. It's a zone. They re, good rebounding teams abuse two, three teams like Syracuse. Beat Miami without Chris Likes by two. Beat Notre Dame, who might be the worst team in the conference by one. Mm. It's been really, it. really unimpressive. From, Notre Dame really that bad this year? They're horrible. <laughs> it's Prince's hub and nobody. Oh yeah, I remember you talking about that in the preview. It's it's a really bad roster, which sucks. I think Mike Bray's a really good coach. But I like Virginia Tech is one of the best. You know, gives yeah, a good I, interview. I did coming on. Yeah. Did not like Virginia Tech, and they've really surprised me. I, I must admit, they've really surprised me. I didn't didn't really understand the roster. There's a lot of guys that are like they're starting lineups six one six one six two six. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. Small <laughs> like, ball. It, 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 when they play us in February, it, it might be a bad game for them, but. As of right now, they look pretty good, and I must say I'm pretty impressed with them. But outside of that, I've been pretty spot on with my predictions. Notre Dame sucks. Boston College sucks. Wake Forest sucks. NC State and Miami are about as wildly inefficient game-to-game as I thought they'd be. And I wasn't that high on Duke either, and they've they've pretty much lived up to that. Logan, what are you doing? Alexa's going, telling me to go take the trash to the road. That's why I have her, Dustin. Can you tell, tell Alexa to, to shut the hell up? <laughs> I would, I trying to finish to the podcast. The, I told her to shut the F off, but I can't do that here. I mean, I don't want to use another F word. I only get to use like a couple on here. Like uh, one per episode. I didn't Austin and Dustin, are y'all doing an instant reaction to the North Carolina game and then going to preview the Louisville one, or what do y'all plan on doing? Yeah, I think we're going to do a little instant reaction, a little small preview for Louisville. Just because okay. we, we had that quick turnaround, we play Louisville Monday night. Part of big Saturday afternoon work for you. I don't care. Like after the game, I'm gonna be at the game, so I'm just, I mean, just, just, just let me know when you're home. <laughs> Trying to get my plans going. I don't want to have to text you. I, 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 I'm I'm off Saturday, so it doesn't matter. Hmm. Just text me. Y'all do this. Get it going here. What's going on here? Look at these basketball nerds. Someone get on them. And then I, I feel I feel like we have to talk about Patrick Williams because Carlos brought it up last week. You know, yeah. what do NBA teams see in this? LeBron James, one of the three greatest players the NBA has ever seen, gets asked about 
Patrick Williams, after the game when they played last week, says, I think he's going to be an exceptional talent. Lawn arms, has Kawhi Leonard-type hands. I know that on the floor. So I knew I couldn't play with the ball much. Patrick Williams did have four steals in the game, by the way. And you could tell that he's just laser sharp on trying to get better and better. Man. So Carlos, that's why he's taking number four. And, Kawhi. And, and, and that's all you could ask for, because I asked, I asked last week, you know, him not being a starter. And I don't know a lot about college basketball and rosters and stuff like that, and even about recruiting because it's all weird because growing up where I'm from, people play on travel teams, AAU teams, and not many people play at their high school get recruited, especially in Polk County where I'm from. So I just had to ask, though, this kid not being a starter on a Florida State roster who was supposed to be you know, one of the best uh, teams in the country last year, how does he get drafted in the top five picks? How does that happen? So and then how does he go to be an instant starter? He proved it on the court. Obviously, LeBron James was asked about you in an interview. And you did not only speak not just about his play. You spoke about his worth ethic, how you've been watching him. Like you, you, you know who he is. Yeah. Like now he was drafted. You knew who he was. He wasn't just some random. Yeah, like he like he was on your scout report. Like yeah. this and kid then, is on your scout report. And then he ended you know he ended the interview but by just saying Chicago got themselves a good one. Yeah. He played, I think Williams played like 27, 28 minutes. He was guarding LeBron on every single possession. Especially I hit some tough shots. Hit some yeah, really tough shots. Like even down the stretch, there was that one where he spun in the lane, gave Pat the elbow in the stomach. Yeah. Pat still blocked the ball, but James was able to get it back and finish. But mm-hmm. he competed, and that's all you can ask for from a what twenty-year-old, nineteen-year-old going, going against LeBron in his game man. ever. The yeah. greatest, yeah. That, that's mean, all. You can, and then next time out against the Clippers, he goes for seventeen. Like that, that he's. He's only going to get better. I, and I know Chicago fans are actually excited now. Uh, NFL, messed playoffs, up. <laughs> NFL playoffs. Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey. How many catches and yards for Devontae Adams? Uh, so, you know, for me, this is, you know, Devontae Adams. Has had a fantastic yeah. supernatural year. So, so Devontae Adams, I think, is, I think they're both going to get there is because Devontae Adams is really good off the line. Um, you know, he's a, really good route runner and he is really good at the routes that you know Jalen kind of not really struggles at but you know when he's got to be stop and move and be quick you know he, he can get beat there so for for me I'm sure I still see mess how they up? use him yeah my my eyes twitching right <laughs> so but um yeah my eyes twitching real bad but I mean, you get the number one offense scoring offense versus number one scoring defense so going to be interesting to see. I think that, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been playing unreal all year. Uh, but, you know, Jalen shut down everyone. Yeah. Like he it's going to be fun everyone. to watch. It's gonna, oh. I, I, think I mean, we saw gonna, what he did to DK Metcalf. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to get they each other. They guys. They were DeAndre Hopkins. But I, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, Devontae's ability to get off the line is, is going to be some some problems for, for Jalen. Uh, but, you know, also, you know, I don't think Devontae is necessarily the most aggressive physical right receiver. So Jalen also had a he had a Darrell Rivas kind of year. Oh, hell yeah, he did. So it's going to be a fun matchup. The Adams was absolutely one of the best receivers in football, if not the best. Going Ramsey the, Island sounds the, better the than Rivas Island. Ooh, I don't. Ooh, I don't know. It's oh, a good debate. It's a good debate. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited I, I, for that one. I think the story of the game is if Aaron Donald plays. He's, oh, he's playing. He's already. It's already been said. He's playing. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's playing. It, 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 if he doesn't play, then I think it was like it was like rib cartilage. Him. It wasn't like a broken rib. It was like rib cartilage damage. Yeah, I was wondering what happened. Just like he couldn't catch his breath. 
Yeah, it's kind of what it, that's what it looked like. But he went what went back to the locker room like twice, three times. I think he just he ended up not coming back in the game, right? Or did he play the whole? Yeah, game? He was he was just on the sidelines. I think. Yeah, he didn't come back. He just stayed on the sidelines. Yeah, they were already up twenty. They're fine for the most part. Two scores, twenty, whatever it was. What yeah. do y'all have? What do y'all have for the whole weekend as a whole to finish off uh, the episode? What do you? What do y'all got? So I'll start us off. We've got Rams Packers. What do you got? That's at four thirty-five on Saturday. So I, I got, you know, Green Bay is kind of bad against the run, and and, and Cam's been really, really, really good lately. Uh, but also, Goff has had two games when he's played under 40 degrees and he's been awful. Um, you know, I think the home field advantage is, is you know, when now I think Green Bay wins by like 10, 10 to 13. Golf starting this week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Yeah. He got I don't know if it was game. confirmed yet. Yeah. I mean, that he kind of has to. I know he was still having some trouble last week, you know, with his hand after the surgery, but, but it's, it's been another week. Yeah. Uh, give me the Rams in an upset. I'm also taking the Rams because it's just, it's against my nature. I can't choose Green Bay. This is kind of like my game of where I was the only one right when I predicted the Ravens to beat. Uh, I was going to say the Ravens. I just could not get words in. I love it, baby. It was the like the first hour of this podcast. Told- no, and, whoa, 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 whoa. no let one was letting me time, talk. Austin. Let me have my time, Austin, because I also was the only one that had <laughs> enough balls to say. And y'all all went after me, and I'm low sleeves at a perfect time. I'll get after him later. I'm the only one that said... Derrick Henry will not even get close to 100 yards. Talking shit and Pittsburgh gets fucking dominated. There was only one game last week that mattered. And we all know what it was. Now we're talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Derrick Henry didn't even get close. And I told you, I thought Baltimore's Neither did Pittsburgh. What does it matter? What does it matter? Mark me down for Green Bay, though. I got Green Bay. Oh, I think Aaron right, Rodgers so is going to have a good game. Two, okay, 2v2. All right, let's keep going fast because we are like over the time limit. Yeah. Uh, let's go we quick. Browns, Chiefs. Browns, Chiefs. 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 Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with the Browns. Shut up. Oh, I'm, shut take, up. I'm, I'm, taking, shut up. I'm taking the Browns. Hey, go ahead and kick him off now. Honestly. I, mean, I, had, a, I had a really nah. good time watching the Browns last week. Nah, I think it, it, it I was think fun. that they're going to be – It was fun lasted. I think they're going to be even better with Kevin Stefanski back. Listen. The Cleveland was Jesus. Cleveland got there because of, of the snap over the head and the two interceptions. Once, once Pittsburgh stopped shooting themselves in the foot, they scored 37 points. I right? hear you, but I also think maybe but, Cleveland let up a little bit with a huge lead. I, I, I think Patrick Mahomes at home yeah. in the playoffs, forget about it. I think it'll be a good game. I, I, got, I, I, I do not. I got Kansas City by 21. Cleveland's going to win. Yeah, Kansas City in a blowout. Chiefs by a lot. Dustin's (laughs) on his crack pipe. Uh, Ravens bill Saturday at 8.15. This will be a fun one. I'm looking forward to this one. I'm going to take the... uh, I'm going to take the bills. I'm not confident in it. I'm taking the bills. Well, no, I got to pull for the bills this time because I can't have the Ratbirds going further. So I picked them last week. Now they can be scum. I mean, they're always scum, but go, go bills. I want to have, I want to let them have a chance to get close to the AFC championship. And yeah, they do this. They go. So the, the bills and Devontae Freeman and Devontae Freeman, the, the bills are the only team in NFL history to win a game after giving up over 40 yards of offense in playoff history, giving up over 40 yards of offense and not having a turnover. Not, not creating turnovers. So, you know, mm-hmm. previously those teams were 11-0. and 
So I kind of wonder if they're a team of destiny. But uh, I, I'm taking the I'm taking Buffalo. We said we said we said the team of destiny thing after the Minneapolis. I, 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 I'm, 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 taking, I'm, I'm taking Buffalo. All right. Close one. All right. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Buffalo as well. I got Buffalo by double digits. Um, I've been I've been rocking with Buffalo all, <clears throat> all season. Josh Allen, just the progressions he's made, and um, their their defense as well. I think we talked about it uh, before the playoffs last week. They've got some Pro Bowl caliber players on that DB unit, so I think maybe this week they'll be able to create some turnovers off Lamar Jackson, who we did see have a couple errant passes against Tennessee before he you know, reeled it in and, and led the Ravens to that comeback victory. But I think it ends here for Lamar. Bills are moving on. Was this your um, interim team while Jameis Winston doesn't have a starting job yet? This is kind Exa- of the Bills. Exactly. Like to. I understand. Exactly. It's understandable. I let, I let that slide. Uh, speak, speaking of scum, uh, Tom Brady and the Saints play this Sunday at 6.40 p.m. What a weird time. I'm, I'm uh, going to be so angry at the whole game. Yeah, both of them. I mean, Sean Payton's blocked me on Twitter, so I hate him already. <laughs> uh, Jameis Winston should be playing in this game, starting and then beating the Buccaneers to go to the NFC Championship. Uh, I'm going Saints by 50. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I'm taking Tampa. I'm not happy about it. I'm, I'm taking Tampa by 10. I just. Okay, I, Payton pissed me off enough this season. But I, that's what I'm saying. I hate the Saints. I hate them. I hate them more than I hate the Bears, and that's saying something. I I, I got the chance of the shootout. No, won't be a shootout. I I just don't, I don't think Breeze's arm can make it. I, I don't think Breeze's arm can make it for four quarters in a and, 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 and I got I got Drew Breeze going out in the third quarter and Jameis leading him to the win. I would like that. If that happens, I'll be so happy. But they'll put in Taysom Hill's dead corpse before Jameis. So. <laughs> yeah, no. But this is this is gonna be the game, Nate, where I'm always right. And I'm gonna tell you just like I did with the Ravens game last week. This is where the Saints are gonna route the Buccaneers. It'll be a route. And they'll be guaranteed. I'll get a tattoo of of a dog on my finger if that's not a route. I, by route, I, just, by route it's gotta be at least two touchdowns. I disagree. I, I think I think that the Saints haven't really looked good since Drew Brees came back from his injury. You can tell that he's definitely still hurt, not even close to 100%. I mean, he's he's looked dreadful. He's and on the on. other end, also might on the fun. other end, Tom Brady has been Both great boxed. and they've got a ton of ton of good receivers. I mean, Mike Evans, Godwin, um, you know, that guy from Pittsburgh, Logan. <laughs> um, so I just I think talk about it. I just think it's a team that is hot right now versus a team that has kind of dwindled a little bit over the last couple of weeks. I'm going to take Tampa Bay by two touchdowns. Oh, there it is. Okay. Well, the picks right. are where's in. The game, where's the game at? New, at Orleans. New, Orleans. New Orleans. If the okay. fans were there, it would be definitely route central. If the, if, the, if the fans were there, I would take New Orleans. Same. I can't believe you're going to you, – you have a few followers from New Orleans, Austin. I can't believe you're going I, I against – I, I got a lot of followers from New yeah. Orleans. There's a few ladies. I, I There's a few ladies that that listen to this podcast, too, from New Orleans, and you're going against them. So like Tom, Tom Brady is a twat, and I hope he gets his ass kicked. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we should end off this podcast because I 100% agree <laughs> with Nate. I 100% agree. Uh, but yeah, we've been going, this is going to be a two hour podcast, I guess, since we don't do instant reactions after football games. So you get two hours in one week. So this is it right here. We definitely appreciate it. We saw tons and tons of listens last week 
And for looking at the numbers right now, I think it's going to be another big one. But definitely appreciate you guys listening. We're on YouTube, by the way. You can see our faces live when we do this every night at Thursday around 8 to 8.30. If you really want that in your lives. I don't if you know really want to see our faces. I don't know if you want to see our faces. Carlos, to Carlos did call Nate a chicken nugget before the podcast. I feel like that should be mentioned. Yeah, that was at the very beginning. We might put that as the opening monologue for the beginning. But uh, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. Spotify, Google Play, definitely iTunes. Leave us a rating on iTunes if you want to. We definitely appreciate it. Try to work our tail off and keep these guys on here for two hours and try to stay alive. I've not had dinner yet. So um, everybody feel bad for me. All right. Everybody feel bad for me. Without, since you didn't have a mask on, no one's allowed to feel bad for you. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I'm going through my beat down. Uh, I, I, huh, before, before we go, you know, since, since, you know, he's not here to defend himself, you know, let's call me Chicken Nugget. I was going to ask him who, who had the, the quickest body transformation, him or James Harden. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. That's a mess. That's so yeah. funny. Yo, here's the deal. <laughs> should, should, here's I, the deal. Should, I, should I text him? <laughs> Put in the group chat right now. See if he responds before we answer okay, the podcast. Yeah, uh, I don't know. That's a little messed up. I don't there. think I don't think he would like that. <laughs> we'll save the reaction to that for the next episode so that people will come back and get the response. Well, that your, one... your closing takes four minutes. If Carlos no, I'm closing now, that. it is 1021. This is a two hour podcast austin yeah, do you want to edit this do you want to edit this right now I remember earlier dinner. when i was it's like we're gonna be done at 11 it's yeah, let's go come on come on come on yeah let, let's go to sleep guys uh, nate's got to go fix his eye his his whatever eye yeah, ever since we talked about warren thompson man damn it pissed <laughs> him off that's what happens when you talk about armwood kids nate just like enrages into friggin shrek yeah whatever right, guy's gonna burn down a high school it's gonna be nate all righty, we gotta get out of this before we all get canceled. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> I need to keep my job. All right, we gotta get out of here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Y'all have a great rest of y'all's week. We'll see you guys next Thursday. Appreciate you. Adios. That's his outro ever.